All right, so give me some house lights. I want to see who's here. Lots of familiar faces. Come on, let me see. Oh, look at that. Hi. Oh, my God, you're right there. Don't look, darling. All right, come on, hands up. Who's never been to a Doris Deer show before? Oh, yeah. Okay, so give me 26 seconds. I'm going to catch them all up. All right, my name's Doris Deer. I grew up in a little island not too far from here, the island of Staten. Yes. My parents were Taffy and Duke. Yes, that's really their names, and yes, they really existed. Yes, they're real people. Taffy and Duke. Now, Taffy was a model in the late 40s and 50s. She was in Vogue and all the beautiful magazines. She gave it all up when she met Duke because he made all her dreams come true. Yes. And she was the America's perfect housewife, and she taught me everything she knew so that I am now America's perfect housewife. Yes. And that's Taffy and Duke, and that's how it all happens. Oh, girl, I need a seat after that, and I think I need a drink. Hi. You don't mind if I seat, do you? Have a seat over here? Uh, a seat, yes, darling. Oh, this is my purse. You like my purse? My little yes. decoupage purse. Taffy and I made that back in the day. We used to go out in the, uh, in the shed, and we used to sniff glue and varnish. I mean... Oh, silly me. Oh, after a couple hours, all that varnish and glue, though, boy, let me tell you, nothing could bring you down. <laughs> but this was a little purse that she made me. Isn't that nice? And it's like Mary Poppins, because guess what? It's got a cocktail in there. Because <laughs> that's how you start a night. How about we do a little toast? Last presents delivered. And the snow outside's getting thicker. So let's open that bottle of liquor. Whiskey sour, take me home. On bourbon, on vodka, on scotch and on gin. Take me back, let the North Pole magic begin. It's my party, I'll get naughty, get more lit than a tree. Put that elf on a shelf. And Merry Christmas to thee. Merry Christmas, everybody. Cheers. Have a drink. Happy holidays, everyone. That, of course, is Doris Deer. And I cannot imagine the holidays without the Doris Deer Christmas special. You know, remember when we used to wait around for Bing Crosby and Andy uh, uh, Williams and all the great uh, Perry Como, all of these great shows? Well, that's what the Doris Deer Christmas special is like. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Richard Skipper Celebrates. This is not the Doris Deer show. However, when she gets here, it may very well become that. I'm a huge, huge fan of Doris Deer and all of our guests today. And they all have incredible gifts to give over the holidays. But today is actually Time Traveler Day. So I thought it would be fun for us to travel back uh, to some of our favorite holiday memories. Here I am with my blue hobby horse. I remember getting this hobby horse when I was about three years old, I guess I am in this picture. Uh, and I thought I was going to grow up to be a cowboy. Don't laugh, it's true. But we also have, look at this little boy here. 
do you know who this is with his dad? And here he is again. And he's right here. It's Raid of Forest. Forest near. Hello. Oh, I'm so thrilled that you're here today. Oh, it's an honor. You know I love coming on on a Friday to hang with you a little bit. Well, I love that, but I can't believe that you found the time to be here today because ah. you are so busy. Uh, your show is coming at us uh, just as quickly as Christmas is, ah. even more so. Yeah. 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 Now, uh, next Friday and Saturday at the Triad Theater in New York City at 7 p.m. <laughs> yes. So I show these photographs. I'll show them again. And what can you tell us about these, this little boy, Ray DeForest? Uh, he was scared of everything in life. He was uh, painfully, horribly shy. and um, But luckily lived in a house full of love and support including my dad, who hated having his picture taken, by the way. <laughs> so, I said this to you before we went live. You look exactly like your father. I really do. Except like, except he was 5'7", and I'm 6'4". <laughs> and I there. Oh, I, oh, my gosh. You know, um, I talk about my, my growing up with my family all the time in my shows. And this picture is a classic example. We were... Uh, the sort of perfect example of a middle-class, hardworking union family in Staten Island. And we had the dream, a three-bedroom, one-bath house and a backyard in the front. One of the first snows. And uh, Dad and I would go up in the back with my sister and my mom, and we would make snowmen. And, I mean, those are great memories. And I... You know, I was always embarrassed and shy about everything. And, um, but I'm so glad that my parents constantly did that kind of stuff with me because those are the things I cherish more than ever. And when I, you know, I don't have kids. I grew up gay and came out in 1974. We never thought we'd get married, no less have kids for God's sakes or ever be allowed. So they were never part of the makeup. But when I, when I, I have so many friends that are, are you know, straight or, or adopt and have kids. And I tell them all the time, you know, make the memories because those are the things that the things I remember in life are the memories with my parents more than anything else. It's the memories with my family that are so fresh and heavy in my mind, as opposed to, I don't like my first prom or like friends and stuff. It's the family stuff that is really part of my makeup and is so important. Well, I truly agree with you on that. Uh, do you have a favorite Christmas memory as a child that stands oh. out above all others? Well, I'm, I actually tell this story in my show this year, you know, because every year I have to write a new show because God forbid you repeat something, you get called out on, on social networks. So uh, on Christmas Eve, my dad, oh, there it is. Yes. Look at those. Look at that guest lineup. My God, it's no, superstar. It's amazing. <laughs> And Blake Allen, one of the best in the business. Ah, uh, he's unbelievable that I, I, and I say this all the time, you know, when you live in New York, you have access to some of the greatest talent in the world. And we sort of, you know, we sort of don't pay attention to that. Every one of those people in my shows, I mean, their world, like Sean Harkness, everyone cabaret is like, oh, Sean Harkness, he's one of the best guitar players in the world. And where you have access to that. And the fact that I get these people in my show and they want to do my, it just blows. I sit on stage when they're with me and I think, holy cow, how lucky am I? 
But how uh, lucky are we as the audience? I mean, because I look forward to your show every year. It's truly one of my favorite holiday shows. Um, we're going to bring on our next guest in a moment. Um, and then we're going to give everyone a chance when we're all here to talk with everyone. Uh, but as you know, uh, every uh, Friday, I do a mystery question and my cards are laid out in front of me. Oh, boy. So today we've got six <laughs> guests. So pull a number one through six and then you're going to help us bring on our next guest. Five. And your card is, I have not seen these. Would you rather watch a movie at home or at the movie theater? And that's a very important question this time of year. Um, hmm. Well, depends on the movie. Um, I love old movies and, you know, I love, you know, when, uh, what is it? Fathom events does those, mm -hmm. like they have white Christmas or holiday Inn, or, or didn't you and I run into each other at white Christmas a couple of years ago. Yes. Yes. That memory I, keeps came back. Yeah. So I love when they show, I love old movies and it's great when you get to see them on the, on the big screen, unlike the little screen, although TVs are larger, but, I don't know. It's kind of 50 50 for me. I, I love watching movies at home on, we have a big TV and you know, the whole thing, but, but um, we also have a subscription to AMC. So it's like $22 a month. And by the way, for those who don't know a movie theater ticket in New York city, if you go to like a, the Dolby, it's $27 a person. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. a subscription, $22 a month, my part, my husband and I, Jim, we go once or twice a week to the movie. We go to every movie because for, for $22 a month, the more you see, the more it's worth. <laughs> There's nothing like the experience of sharing that with other people. And today we're yeah. going to share with a lot of people. So there are five people waiting in the wings and you get to choose who our next guest is. Oh, goodness. Um, who I I I I, I I I have to look at the names. I, I don't remember. You don't know. Well, you don't know where they are. So just pull a number one through five. Oh, uh, three. Uh, number three. Well, I have to say this. Uh, last month, I had the pleasure of seeing this debut performance. Here she is, Camille Diamond, over the moon. And I have to say that this show was truly one of the best shows. I have seen in cabaret in a long, long, long time. The fact that this is a de debut show, uh, she defies the odds. She's phenomenal. And if she does not sweep every award uh, during award season, there's no justice in the world of cabaret anymore. And I truly mean that. Camille, welcome to the show. <laughs> Hello. So, Camille, so I have to go with your photograph. Here you are. As we are time traveling, look at the adorability. Is there such a word in that photograph? <laughs> so what can you tell us about that little girl, first of all? You know, that, so I'm the oldest in a family of three. I have two younger brothers. And I that little girl was just, I, you know, I had been queen of the whole realm, you know, oh, <laughs> um, so we, you know, first grandchild, first, first child, first everything. And then, um, you know, soon, like soon after that was taken, I, I, my brother David was born and I became like his person, you know, wow. you go from being like queen of everything to suddenly, you know, it was the first time I was, there was just, there was somebody that I, you know, felt was important. In, you know, more important. Um, and he's always, we're, we're still very close, my brother David and I. And then my brother Andy came along too and, and we adored him as well. But, you know, it's just that sort of magic moment about, oh, 
you know, my, my whole world is expanding and how will that affect me? That's what I, what I think when I see her, I love that photo. I love my hair. But you know, growing up at this age, I mean, did you sing around the house? Did you know that you had this amazing gift that you have? Um, I mean, I sang all the time. I loved to sing, but I came from a musical family also. Um, my, my great aunt, Virginia, uh, got her master's in music in the 1950s when, you know, women didn't do this in Tennessee. She was, she was the, um, I think she was the, the, like the Dean of music for Nashville public schools. Like, you know, it was really extraordinary for the time, especially. So she, she had a Steinway piano. She played all the time. Um, she encouraged music. And so, you know, it, yeah, there was just, it was always a musical feeling in my home. And so it was welcome. Thank goodness. One of the highlights, and this is a spoiler, forgive me, uh, with your show, is (laughs) that your daughter comes up and you do a duet together. Mm -hmm. And that, I I was a basket case after this. I was just weeping like a baby. And your birthday at your show is all about astrology. Mm -hmm. And I was talking to your daughter, and -hmm. it turns out that her birthday is the day before mine. So that was exciting (laughs) to have that Dear Aquarians. Yes. So, um, what what did she say when you said, I'm doing this show and I would love for you to be a part of it? No, oh, she was 100% in. She, you, you want to talk about somebody who sang around the house. This child <laughs> sang herself to sleep, you know, every night at two, like before she could talk, she sang and she talked early. She was just always humming. And um, I, 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 you know, she, she was also affected emotionally so much by music. She was two years old and we were watching some cartoon and there was some, you know, beautifully poignant song that came on and she just looked at me and she had all these tears. She goes, that song was sad, <laughs> you know, and we, and, you know, I could really see how, um, you know, how, how music was going to affect her and still does. She loves it. She loves to perform. She's in a musical uh, theater program in a high school right now. So she's, um, uh, yeah, she was 100% in. She had no qualms about it. And not only that, she got, you know how sometimes theater people, when they first step on a cabaret stage, they're sort of like, I'm going to sing to this balcony that does not exist because they don't, they don't quite know how to, you know, they don't have that, um, you know, that feeling for the audience. All I had to do was just say, hey, just remember that when you're, you know, that, that when you are, when you're in cabaret, that the audience is your other, they're your scene partner. So just, you know, take them in. Imagine even if you can't see them. I think Laratia told me this, Laratia, uh, Evelyn Dion, the um, woman I met this summer doing Mama's Next Big Act. She's, she she often won, and she's going to be here in February on the show. So I'm, well, she's I'm phenomenal. I, but she was the one who said, you know, when you like when you sing to the audience, imagine you're giving them a gift. Imagine they're receiving it before you move on. And I sort of shared that one with Lily. She got it right away. So that was one reason I think she was so effective is because she, you know, she came on stage but didn't um, take it in a different direction. She was a cabaret person. She was a cabaret artist when she was up there. Well, it was amazing. I'm going to ask you uh, the same question that it was Ray's uh, mystery question, uh, mm-hmm. but do you prefer to go to the movies or do you prefer to watch movies on TV? I'm kind of like Ray. I'm, I'm 50-50. It, it, sometimes it depends on the movie. When it comes to Christmas movies, I mean, there's just nothing better than pajamas and snuggling on the couch and the hot chocolate. And, you know, and I'm, I'm a Big fan of White Christmas. That's always the one I want to watch. Twenty four seven. That's Danny's favorite movie. <laughs> but it's, it's interesting having children because they are, you know, their Christmas movies are Elf, and mm-hmm. um, I don't know many things. I I I don't 
get, we saw, uh, I'll have to ask, there was some, there was like a Christmas carol that was like a Christmas Karen. It was like, you know, like, a, like a, <laughs> have you yeah. seen this one? It was actually, you know, surprisingly clever. Uh, you know, with the, the jokes landed pretty well, but you know, they were, my children were watching that the other day and that, that was kind of fun. So, but I, I do love that. But, you know, in terms of like big blockbuster movies, I mean, I just love the whole the whole ceremony, the popcorn and the, you know, I'll spend all the money on all the snacks and we'll, you know, we'll get there for all the previews and, you know, really just take in the whole experience. I love it. Well, I have not been to see a movie since before COVID, you know, so. Oh, I mean, well, that's I've, understandable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, but I want to get back out there. So there are five cards laid out. So pull a number one through five. Um, five. And your card is. Oh, would you rather save money or save time? That's a very interesting question for cabaret artists. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, you know, it's funny. I often say that that my money, I, I will spend money to have time. You know, if I like my time is so worthwhile that I will I will I will gladly, you know, spend in order to make things more convenient for myself, to bring myself peace. So I guess time. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh well, we're gonna Save a little time right now. We're going to bring on our next guest. Okay. So pull a number one through four, and uh, we'll bring them on. Let's do number one. Uh, that's number one. Well, I am going to see her tomorrow night because she is going to be doing a show at Urban Stages, and I'm very excited about this. Uh, here she is. Uh, it's Patty Watino Bravo, uh, but I've queued up a little clip, so let me bring this on, and we'll see her on the other side. Many 
to you. To you. <laughs> Look at you. Oh, little Patty. Yeah. Let's tell us about Linda. Little Patty. Oh, little Patty, little Patty, and little Linda. You know, I, I said to Richard earlier, I always love when he asks to find a picture because I get to go through my piles and piles of, of old photos, which I never have the opportunity to do. So, you know, it was a little reminiscent. Um, I don't want to bring anybody down, but I lost my sister pretty early. She died when she was pretty young. So to see that picture is just really, really like a Christmas gift for me. Wow. What's her, What's her name? Linda. Well, let's all raise a glass to Linda. Oh, so, yes. Linda. I know Ray and his cocktails. Thank you so much. So. <laughs> <laughs> and my lemonade. So, uh, so Patty, tomorrow night, tomorrow. I get to be in the audience of one of your I'm shows. so excited, Richard. I'm really excited about tomorrow night. Um, you know, it's at Urban Stages, so the proceeds go to their outreach program, and, and that feels really good. And uh, people who have like you have wanted to come and just couldn't make it for whatever reason or other are coming in. And it just, it just means so much. It's really beautiful. It's funny. Last night I was interviewed in the city for an upcoming interview that's coming up for my upcoming new show. And uh, one of the things that she was asking about was the fact that in our community, for those who are watching from afar, um, it's she says that every time she goes to a show and she's not a part of the cabaret community, she feels a sense of family because mm -hmm. so many people know each other and everyone's there to support each other. And I said, in all honesty, and I'm sure that all of you will agree with me, and I mean this with the utmost respect, it's a blessing and it's a curse. Uh, because <laughs> sometimes I believe that we get so caught up in relying on our friends, family, and fellow artists to come to these shows. And clubs, 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 and I'm singing Ray's song right now. He will agree with me. Um, Ray, uh, get out there, clubs, and promote these artists that you book. Have a vested interest in the artists that you're booking. I will say this, Urban Stages does get the word out. Uh, Sue and Tom Tos have done a phenomenal job. And Sue, God bless her. She reached out to me today. She says, I see you on the list for tomorrow night. But she says, is there anything else you want to see? And oh. which was very, a nice gesture that she took the time to do that. So what's your take on all of that, Patty? On uh, what the what, what clubs, uh, uh, what clubs uh, should yeah. promote? Well, you know, it would be delightful. I, I remember back in the day when I first started uh, in cabaret in the 1980s and then left to go to school, um, there were little notices in New York Magazine. And and I remember, I, I still have the clip because it was the first time I ever saw my name in print in an entertainment venue. So it was really super. And I don't know what, well, I do know why it's expensive. However, now with internet and Facebook and Instagram, it's actually free. There's no so excuse. why not? Why yes. not? Yes. Well, I want to ask you, and then we're going to bring our next guest on. Uh, would you rather save money or save time? I was hoping you would ask me the movie question. All right. <laughs> I'm going to ask you that one too. <laughs> so, you know, a lot like Camille, um, my time is precious and even my downtime. So if I have to hire somebody to do, you know, things that I don't really want to do um, to save time, 
and to gift myself. So I guess it, it I'm glad that I have the money so that I can uh, outsource those kinds of things mm-hmm. and um, to give me the time. So, well, then it's money. <laughs> okay. it's and would you rather go to the movies or watch a movie at home? And again, like our folks here, 50-50, I love the big screen. I love the popcorn and the snacks and sharing the soda and all of that stuff. And I, um, I, you know, this is public. I probably shouldn't say this, but back in the day, I would go to pay for one movie and then sneak into the next. And then then sneak (laughs) into the next. And there was one time. Good, good. And then there was one time I saw four movies in one day and I was like, oh, never again, because I couldn't tell the stories of what happened in which movie. They were all like a big blur. It was funny. So my my, my limit was three after that. Sneaky, <laughs> very sneaky. I don't know if you all remember the Carnegie Hall Cinema, which I missed. They had an organist that was playing there. Yes, yes. And one day, The Wizard of Oz was playing six times. And I sat through all different, all the showings because I had different friends that met me at each of the showings throughout the day. <laughs> so it was a fun day for me. And I, you know, when friends were coming and we didn't have the internet in those days. So it was making phone calls saying, <laughs> you know, would you like to meet me at this showing? So it was a lot of fun. So there are four cards laid out. So pull the number one through four and then we're going to bring on the next guest. I will take two. And the question is, what is something that you were certain that you'll never experience and why? Um, having a child. Why? I'm way past the age. Oh, that's in your mind. <laughs> no, I no longer I no longer have the equipment. <laughs> and um, you know, it was something that um. I can't say that I chose to do it because I never had to make a choice. Um, but I was just something I knew from an early age that wasn't for me. Mm. And then my children became my students, like all that, you know, maternal juice right, right. went to them. So, yeah, so that that's just, and I'm fine. You know, I hear well, people struggle with it and I'm like, no, thank well, you. Well, I appreciate your honesty. So uh, we've got three people waiting in the wings. So you pull the number one through three. I'm going to pick two again. Well, I am very excited because I am meeting this young gentleman for the first time. Uh, I, you know, last week, he, uh, well, a couple of weeks ago, actually, he reached out to me and told me about this project that he's working on or that he has this uh, new album uh, CD out Uh it's a tribute to Olivia Newton-John, and it's called Her Spirit uh, Lives On, and Liz is L-I-V-S. Um, I'm going to show the clip of him performing the song, and then you'll all meet uh, Adrian Christian on the other side. And uh, Adrian, I know you can hear me. I've become a big fan of yours. So here he is. <laughs> When all my friends would come over, we'd play her songs and sing along. And I could feel the magic understand, so big and strong. She's no longer here on this visit. 
I just think that the visibility is important. So it matters in some ways and in other ways, it doesn't matter to me. That's wonderful. I, I, I'm not going to get political, but I'm going to get political. I watched all four debates and they spent so much time and energy on transgendered uh, issues and not once in any of these issues. And one of the debates was actually on the date of the recent Las Vegas shooting. Yes. Not one of them addressed the issue of guns and that gets under my skin and we can do a whole show on that issue uh, because it just gets to me so much. Uh, but keeping the show light and getting to our next guest as quickly as possible, uh, I want to ask you, what is something that you feel that you will never experience and why? I'll never experience having a child. Um, I had a beautiful Jack Russell named Gianni for 16 years, <laughs> and it was the greatest 16 years of my life. Mm -hmm. And he just passed away a year ago. I'm sorry. And, yes. and it's just it's just horrible how they have to leave, right? But he was he was amazing. And if I was pregnant and had a baby, that's what it would look like. <laughs> um, but um, but I think like Betty White, that you know, not everyone needs or has to have a child. And I do think that that we channel our love in different ways. And my thing happens to be globally with an audience and giving my love to everyone. Yes. That's wonderful. Now, would you rather save time or money? I'd rather save, I'd rather save time. Uh, time is precious and valuable to me and I wanna live as long as I can and I wanna do as much as I can. I always feel, I always feel like I'm kind of running behind a little, um, mm -hmm. but the, um, because money I will have in abundance, but I tend to spend it. <laughs> I tend to have fun, you know? So that's my feeling. That's wonderful. And would you rather go to the movies or watch movies at home? I am with you guys about the movies in the theater and all of that. I'm, uh, but I'm also with you, Richard. I have not been to the theater since, mm -hmm. since pre-COVID. I have not been to the movie theater, so I miss it. Um, and I certainly, you know, streaming has has upped and everything else. Um, by the way, before before I go to any, you go to anyone else, I want to just mention that the the her spirit lives on. All the proceeds for the single is going to the Living Newton John Foundation for Cancer um, and her wellness mm -hmm. center um, in her honor. So every, every dime is going to that and for for breast cancer mm -hmm. for for women. God bless you for that. And uh, all of that information will be on the YouTube channel as well. So that we'll keep everyone up. I'm to so date excited to meet you, Richard. Well, you too. So we've got uh, three cards left out. And then I want to tell you, uh, there are two women waiting in the wings and both of them have very strong connections to gay icons. Wow. And I will ex explain as we bring each of them on. So uh, pull the number one through three. Three is my favorite number. Okay, and the question is, well, uh, how, well, I'm going to ask you this question. I don't want to ask this question. Um, how did you and your partner meet, your husband? We met, um, it was one day, and we met at a Starbucks, um, but we, we after, after communicating on OkCupid, but, <laughs> but he answered to like 800 questions and I answered 150 and I was only on the application for one day. And then I met him and then I, 
I and then I I unsubscribed. I I got off it. So I was there for one day and met him. And how long have you been together? Ten years. Good for you. That's good for you. My husband and I, we've been together 35 years. <laughs> and what about you, Ray? Uh, 18, we just celebrated. We're, oh. Yeah. Oh, wow. wow. So, um, uh, Adrian, you're going to bring on our next guest, one or two? All right, two. Well, I am so excited that she is here all the way from London, and I am going to be in the audience of her show at Carnegie Hall uh, this Sunday night. Uh, that's Debbie Wildman, who performs as Judy Garland, and if you have not seen her, uh, please Google her, look her up. She is absolutely phenomenal. I have a clip that I'm going to share. We're getting a little Oh, sorry. Is anything? Do you have another window open? I don't think so. Um, somehow we're getting um, an echo. Somehow we're getting an echo. Volume. How do I get rid of it? Sorry, I'm in a hotel room. Okay, lower your volume. While you're while you're on that, are you still there? Oh, I I just got the Judy C. Am I there? Am I here? Yes. Are you there? I can see. Oh, perfect. Now that's great. Shall I now, close I'm out not... and come back in? No, you're perfect now. Whatever you... Well, oh. Oh. <laughs> and so she did. So, <laughs> yeah. Debbie Wallman, during COVID, I don't, have any of you seen her videos? No. She started, um, well, she started singing in her house and uh, the neighbors complained that she was so <laughs> loud. Uh, but everyone, uh, Debbie, are you here? Uh, I thought I heard her. Um, the neighbors were complaining because she was, so she started going into her car and doing uh, these recordings. And she was absolutely incredible. Uh, as a matter of fact, let me, I, I, well, I'm going to save her clip for the end of the show. Um, while we're waiting for, uh, he, maybe she's back. I'm uh, back. I'm here. There you are. So, Debbie, I was just telling them your story. Yeah. Oh, now it's frozen. Are you there? No, no, we can hear you. <laughs> oh, phew. <laughs> okay. She's in the hotel room because she's in town to do her concert at Carnegie Hall. Yay. It will be your second time at Carnegie Hall. It How will. Does it feel? Yeah. Amazing. I, I can't believe it. I feel so lucky to be able to do it. I mean, just coming to New York in December is very lucky. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, it's like the films. Um, <laughs> And it's, I, I have a special birthday this month as well. So it's an extra sort of celebration. Um, it's birthday, Christmas, everything all at once. It's great. <laughs> yes, I, I love this. And here she is again. <laughs> you haven't changed anything. But Debbie, this is quite a different. When Debbie made her American debut, she was all set to come to America. And then there was a whole... Uh, delay and mix up with your passport and your work visa. Uh, tell everyone what happened. Oh, it was just hideous. They didn't get my passport back to me in time. I had to send it away to get the American work visa. And it took weeks and weeks and weeks. And I had shows booked and I was like trying to get in contact with everyone. I went to a consul and they had guns and it was scary. It was just awful. But, you know, in the end, I managed to get here. 
a few days late, but I was here. So, you know, it, it all worked out in the end. And it was the beginning of a tour. I saw Debbie that summer at, in uh, Provincetown. And who's counting, but she got at least 12 standing ovations throughout the show. Uh, just standing ovation after standing ovation after standing ovation. I'm going to end the show today with uh, a clip of you um, for the holidays. I think you know which one it is. Uh, and uh, it just exemplifies your brilliance. I mean, oh. you I'm here. I lost you again. I'm here. Can you see me now? No, I, I can hear you. See. No, I can't see. Oh, no, I can see me. Well, I don't know what happened, but try to fix that. And while you're trying to fix that, I will bring on our next guest. Uh, we're getting a little echo there. I'm going to take this off right now. Let's see here. I hope that she'll come back. Um, but uh, the other icon, I mean, she performs as Judy Garland. And the other icon, of course, has a incredible connection uh, with Elizabeth Taylor. That's why I have the lavender today. Wow. Oh, nice. Yes. So, Anne, you have taken off as well. You've been performing all over the country. So what's been going on with that? Um. I, well, last Friday I did the show uh, in, in D.C. for World AIDS Day at the uh, place called The Liz, which was uh, part of uh, Whitman Walker AIDS Found Foundation that Elizabeth helped uh, start and everything. So that was neat. And last night I did Urban Stages, a 20-minute cut. And next week, I'm going to do six shows at Delray Beach Playhouse in Delray Beach, Florida. So. Now, let's talk about the Liz for a moment. You and I both know that she would have absolutely hated yeah. the name of that. She hated being called Liz. Yeah. She, it, you, as a matter of fact, that was like the test. If well, someone tell them, I mean, because we didn't tell them, and we've talked about this on previous shows, but tell them how about your connection with oh, Liz. Oh, well, I, when I was... 22 i played her daughter in the little foxes on broadway and we am i getting an echo too um, no that's coming in from oh, debbie uh, oh, you know, okay. so, uh, it's okay uh, debbie just stay where you are i'm just gonna mute yeah. her for a second so that uh, thank you. <laughs> uh and uh we ran for 18 months and then she and i were friends for the rest of her life so and well i have to tell you i'm reading uh this little book here Ah. Barbara, I'm actually listening to the um, audio version, which is the only way to do this. Um, uh. But she talks about the opening night, a funny girl. And because she had become this big sensation, Richard and Liz took her out to dinner. I said, <laughs> oh, Barbara. Barbara hates it when people mispronounce her last name. And there she's calling Elizabeth Taylor Liz. The only time I ever saw Elizabeth lose her temper was when Lillian Hellman kept calling her Liz in a rehearsal one day just to, you know, to piss her off. And Elizabeth just just gave it right back to her and just told her to knock it off. <laughs> and um, she just like that would be our barometer for whether someone really knew her or not. If anybody 
claimed to know her, but then used the L-I-Z word. We knew they were fake. <laughs> what was the experience of doing this show on World AIDS Day? And what kind of response did you get, you know, as a result of all the work that she did on behalf of all of us, you know, yeah. in the LGBTQ plus community? Yeah. Well, the, the audience was wonderful and warm and, and um, it, it really just, when I got to the, the part in the show where I really talk about Amphar and um, her love and devotion, and she was the first celebrity to stand up for her friends with AIDS. And then she co-created Amphar and then she started the Elizabeth Taylor AIDS Foundation. When I got to that part, I, I almost choked up, but I, you know, because it, it's just such an honor. And I, I, I was, I saw that happen. I mean, we were in London in 82 and people were starting to say, have you heard about that gay disease in San Francisco, that gay cancer? And, and, and Liz, you know, I mean, it just, to, to go from that to now, but for all that she did, uh, she was a real courageous person. And there's a, a great documentary on Rock Hudson. Uh, he was in Paris, and you know the story uh, very well, but he was in Paris, and the, air, the airlines would not even fly him to the United States to get the treatment that he needed, and she took care of that. Yeah. And she, Elizabeth and also Princess Di, who I met in London, were the two people who were the first to be unafraid to touch anyone with AIDS. And that was so powerful when you would see them hugging or holding hands and just, it, you know, it meant so much that they were fearless physically. Um, well, I want to play a little game with you and Debbie here. I'm going to unmute you, Debbie, and hopefully we're not going to get too much for that go. But we realize that you're in a hotel room, so we're not blaming you for anything. So uh, I want to go back and forth with both of you, and then we're going to do a little round robin with everyone else. So, Anne, uh, the first question is, with um, uh, how did your current husband and you meet? Hot air ballooning. <laughs> Yeah, that hot air ballooning. And you've been soaring ever since. Yeah, and we weren't even on the same balloon. It was like four different balloons went up, and um, he was on a different balloon, but he started to correspond with me. Okay. And, uh, so we met hot air ballooning. Uh, and Debbie, uh, what is something that you're certain that you will never do, and why? I was really hoping you wouldn't ask me that one. I've got no idea. I like... I like keeping my options open, Richard. I don't. I don't think there's anything. Well, I don't think I'd kill someone. How about that? Oh, okay. I, I would hope one. that would be the case. I hope so too. I hope so too. Uh, Anne, would you rather save money or save time? Money. <laughs> because it, saving money saves time. That's it, right. It's a win-win. Right. <laughs> and it, Debbie money allows you to save time. Debbie, do you prefer to go to the movies or watch them at home? I prefer to go to the cinema. I love going to the cinema. I think it's the shared experience, you know? Mm -hmm. If I watch a film, I really love watching it with people to go, hey, what about that? And yeah, you know, I'm not that annoying in the cinema. I don't do loads of <laughs> But 
I really, really like going to the cinema, the whole thing of it, you know, as, as you said earlier, um, as getting the popcorn, all of that. And people have to shut up and it's a proper experience. <laughs> the lights are off. You don't have someone like your husband getting up going, I need the toilet and pausing it at an inopportune <laughs> moment. You know, it's, you've got to watch the film and pay attention. It's in your face. You can't look at your phone at the same time or anything. It's the full experience. That's oh, don't I mean. go to the movies in New York City then because they never <laughs> shut up. <laughs> and they're moving around and eating. And That's so right. That's why, uh, and you might wind up killing someone. And it blows yeah, my mind. Then I do the thing I shouldn't. It blows my mind in New York City movies that they sell candy in cellophane bags. Ah. You know, that is something I will never understand. Uh, so, Anne, um, I'm going to let you pull uh, either number one or number two. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> Speaking of the bathroom. <laughs> I suddenly was in preschool again. Just like, <laughs> Anne, is it number one or number two? Okay. Um, one. Okay. And your question is, would you rather never read another book or never watch another movie? I'd rather uh, never watch another movie. Oh, okay. Because I, I'd rather always be, be able to read a book. I love I to read. make the movie of the book in my mind. And Debbie, uh, what triggers you? How can you and how can you change that action? Is there something that really gets under your skin? Rudeness, I suppose. I, I can be driving along and if you know I stop for somebody at a zebra crossing and they don't go thank you or something, I'm like, don't say thank you then. Or like if you hold a door for someone and they just walk through it. I'm just doing this for my health. You know, I hate that if people aren't polite. Um, but I read something the other day that instead of triggers, there's glimmers, which is things that you see that actually bring you joy. And bring well, let's go there. Nice what, glim what glimmers you? Ooh, um, things that bring back memories of happy times, like with, uh, you know, certain films or stuff that make me think of my grandmother. Um, just hearing little things that make you laugh when you overhear someone say something ridiculous. Like my great auntie heard someone say that they had tetanus in both ears, which was quite funny. Um, <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> that glimmers me too. So I'm going to go around. I'm going to ask you all one uh, final question today. And then I'm going to give each of you a chance to have your final word. It could be about anything that we spoke about today that you want to build upon, anything that we didn't talk about that you wish we had, or just any final message you want to leave everyone with today. And at the end, you'll all get a real treat because we're going to play a Debbie clip, uh, which I, and this is one of my favorites. So, Ray, um, be, besides Doris Deer and your upcoming show, what is one creative endeavor that you are very excited about that you want to share with us today? Hmm. Oh my gosh. Um, I mean, I hate to say it, but Dora, I, Ray doesn't barely exist anymore. <laughs> That's not true. I know it. I know, um, but, but I mean, I put on a, I put on a wig and a dress nine years ago when my mom was dying of Alzheimer's so I could share the stories of my family 
thought it would be once and nine years later, it's 80% of my live work, even 90% of my live work. So I'm excited. My series won another major award. We did a, we're on season four and we're in talks with major networks now who want to look at bringing it to a wider stance, the Doris Dear Girl Talk show, which is on my YouTube channel. So I'm really excited. I just love constantly writing and thinking of new ideas and working with people that I love and admire and trust and to share artistry with other artists is a major piece. And Richard, you've known me a long time. I mean, I, I, I just love working with other artists and, um, and, and having the experience with them on my stages and in my shows and interviewing them and much like you do. And, it's, it's for me, it's a gift at this point in my life. I just turned 65. And before we go, I would like to just say, we, I just got an email that Ryan O'Neill just died. So um, we lost, a, we lost another great one. Just, they just wow. came in a, a little bit ago. So you know, is this legitimate? Yeah. He, he, yeah. Yeah. Wow. He was That's 82. Right. He lived a good life. Wow. Reunited so with Farah. That's right. Yes. That's right. Mm. Well, mm -hmm. We raise a glass to Ryan O'Neill. Yes, we do. Mm. Mm. So, I'm out of my cocktail, so there you go. <laughs> so many we've lost. Uh, Camille, when have you asked for help in this business that really propelled you forward? I, during the pandemic, um, I, you know, I idolized. Um, the wonderful Gabrielle Stravelli for years. I like idolized her. And during the pandemic, I decided to get really brave and because I wanted to be a better jazz singer. And I reached out to her and I said, would you, I mean, would you, uh, private, do you do private? I mean, I was such a dork about it. And I asked her if she would please, you know, study with me privately. She didn't have anywhere to be. It was a pandemic. So we started uh, working together once a week over Zoom. And she's since become not just like a really great coach and an inspiration and all the things that she is, but she's become a wonderful friend. And so for me, that is like, that is one of the best examples for me of just, you know, saying I, you know, here's somebody who could help me, who I feel is a reach, um, such a stretch and that, um, and that it worked out beyond my wildest dreams. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. She was at your show that I was there. She was. I See, mean, she's very, she's awesome. Yeah. Very supportive. And uh, I'm a huge, huge fan of hers. Um, uh, Patty, in this business, uh, not that you would have any, but in case you do get some at some point in your life, how do you deal with stress? Um, I do have stress. I have less stress now that I'm I'm not working. But, um, you know, for me, oh, unfortunately, um, I turn to food when I am feeling stressed. And um, so that is something that I struggle with and, and continue to figure out ways to find other um, outlets for that. I like watching, I, I don't own a television. We gave that away years ago, but I selectively choose what I watch on my computer. So I watch what I want when I want to. And that's, and they're usually, you know, like idiotic shows. Um, he stresses me right away. And um, my husband is very, very calm. He is a very gentle person. And he really grounds me. Like when I start to get, he's able to just, he's my, in my safe place to land. And so that is 
the best de-stressor. That, that's great. Um, and I do want to recommend a movie. I had the good fortune earlier this week of interviewing Marietta Hartley on the show. And she has a new movie that's going to start streaming tonight on Amazon. Uh, and it is called uh, Our Almost True Love Story. So uh, with her and her husband and everybody's in it. And it deals with ageism. It deals with getting older in this business. She plays herself. Uh, it deals with uh, dating late in life. It deals with so many things, and it is so much fun. So uh, look for it tonight. Uh, Adrian, um, how, have you ever been uh, in a fight with others over, and I think we know the answer to this, based on your earlier story, on a true belief of yours, and how did you win them over to your side? On a what belief? Uh, on a, a real strong belief of yours. Okay. Um, you know, I, I get plugged into social media and there are things that, especially during the pandemic that I, uh, I think we, we saw Americans, um, reveal the truth about themselves, things that we didn't know. And suddenly we knew we saw racism, we saw bigotry, we saw homophobia, we saw a lot of things. And I am a believer that, that, uh, in social media that I cannot change the minds of people. So I go in with that, that I don't really feel that I um, am at a place to dictate to other people what their beliefs should be. However, one thing I have found to be really helpful is for me to see the other side, for me to let someone know that, um, um, I, okay, I was, I was in an Uber ride or in a ride where the driver really thought that gay people, um, you know, um, should not be waving a rainbow flag, that the rainbows belong to God, and that as if gays didn't belong with God. And I did understand her Catholicism and her upbringing, and I expressed some of those things as well. And then I, you know, and then I shared some stories. And she, and she somewhat bent a little, but it was because I understood her. I understood that she grew up with a whole different set of beliefs and it had nothing to do with her being a good or bad person. It was just what she knew. Mm -hmm. And so, um, so I try to stray away from those kinds of judgments because their, their, their feelings are not going to affect my beliefs. And I'm also open. I'm open to listening. Well, I love that because uh, I truly believe that as well. Yeah. Uh, and um, have you ever refused to uh, talk with others on an issue that really is strong within your own belief system? Um, yeah, because sometimes I, I just think that it's, it's not worth uh, arguing about. My, my father, who would have been 114 in May, because he was born in 1910 and he was 50 when he had me, there was an expression in his lifetime called live and let live. You know, that was very big during the Depression and, and everything. I don't argue with people because a lot of times you can't reason with irrational people. And I just, I have gotten away from arguing about well for instance i grew up with uh, some of my best friends from high school i have uh sadly found uh one of them is a trumper and 
I have just, I just ha have said to her, Patty, we cannot discuss politics or we can't. Not that. you. <laughs> it's a different uh, Patty. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, it, it's just, we simply cannot discuss politics or I cannot be your friend mm -hmm. because I'm, I'm not even going to go down that road. Smart. Absolutely. Good for you. And, and we're, Debbie, we're still friends. <laughs> that's great. That, and that's the way to handle it. Uh, Debbie, with so many wonderful things that are happening with your career, um, is there anything about the business that you don't like? And if so, what is it? And how would you like to see it turn around? Um, no, nothing really. I mean, I don't want to sound churlish because I'm getting so love, so many lovely opportunities and it's just such a fun thing to do. I guess in, in the world of showbiz, um, I guess there's quite a lot of insincerity. And uh, sometimes, you know, rather than saying, oh, I love you, I love you so much, we've got to get together. Give me a ring. Oh, she froze. She froze. And uh, hopefully. Uh, yeah. Am I here? We can hear you, so keep talking. Oh, timing, man. <laughs> can you hear me? Yes. I can hear you. Am so I here? Great. Okay. Well, you know, rather than saying that, just say, oh, it's been lovely to meet you. I won't be around or something like that. Just be honest. I'd rather that than be like, darling, we have yeah. to do just say yeah nice one i won't be available or something like that i think that maybe is just it's a little thing but i love it yeah. so i'm going to give my final word today and then when i give my final word i'm going to turn it over to you adrian and when you finish you'll pick the next person and so on until the last person is standing and when the last person says goodbye uh, we're going to close with a clip of debbie wildman uh performing uh i want to thank you all for being here and I know that I can speak for everybody uh, on the panel. And uh, when you show up, we don't take it lightly. So it means a lot that you show up for us. And if you get the chance to go to see any of these artists when they're performing, by all means, be there. And if you can't, it's the holiday season. If you're able, treat a friend to a show. Uh, just call them up and say, would you like to see this show? Uh, because otherwise we're all standing in front of our refrigerator uh, performing when the light goes off. Uh, so it's important that we get out there and we support each other, uh, either both on stage and off stage as well. I end all my shows with the same message and it's just not lip service. I truly mean it. Pick up the phone and call someone you have not spoken to in a long time. Go to your Facebook friends list and the fourth name that pops up, reach out with a phone call. Not an email message, not a text message, not a private inbox message, a phone call. And let that person know the impact that they've made on your life. And by doing so, you will make an impact on their life. Trust me, I know what I'm talking about. Uh, I also have a dear friend, Sean Moniger, and he always says, we're all in the same storm, but we're in different sized boats. And I always say, I don't care what size boat you're on, as long as you have a skipper by your side. <laughs> and I'm leaving the screen and Adrian, it's all yours. Okay, so sharing one thing about, about uh, a piece of a, a gem. Uh, on my Facebook, um, I have been doing a gratitude journal 
Um, and I'm a really big believer on gratitude. And I am on day number 2,430 something. Um, I, I have been doing it for, for over 2,400 days in a row. And so there you see whatever that, whatever pops up. So when I'm in a funk, one of the ways, and Patty was talking about, you know, de-stressing, one of the ways is that I, things might seem bleak and then I find one thing, one thing that worked mm -hmm. today, one thing that happened. So I would share with you guys. And also I'm going to look all of you up and try to say hi mm -hmm. and reach out to you. So, um, but just, and my gratitude today is that I met all of you. So, um, so that would be, that would be to find one thing and to mark it down and it will just shift the whole thing. It will just shift the whole thing. I leave you with that. And now I'm going to, I'm going to pick Patty. Oh. Well, any, many, many, mo. No, he picked you. <laughs> oh, he did? Yeah. I didn't hear that. I just heard I can't hear well, anything. Mini, 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 can you hear me okay? <laughs> yes, we can hear you, yes, Debbie. We hear can you. anyone hear can me? Hear us? Oh, I don't know what I'm supposed to be saying, but it's been really lovely. <laughs> seeing everyone and uh, i'm so sorry that the hotel internet is so rubbish i hope everyone has a lovely christmas i have no idea what i'm supposed to say but lots of love to you all i really enjoyed hearing all your endeavors and it's been fabulous and thank you richard for having me and lots of love to everyone and if you're around on sunday please come and see me at carnegie hall the zanko hall <laughs> love you bye <laughs> okay now i'll go yeah um you know I recently retired, and that's really the theme of, of my show, uh, which is tomorrow. If you'd like to come, please join us at the Urban Stages. And um, it's been an uh, incredible journey. And with, I have so many amazing things to look forward to as I actually start to experience what it is like to be retired. And it's a little scary, and it's a little... A, a huge opportunity for growth. Like I'm doing things that I didn't know how or didn't think I could do. And I'm just making all these arrangements and they're all just lining up into place. And so I just want to share that we can do things that we don't think we can do and to expect the best. And it's more than likely going to show up. So happy holidays to everybody and hope to see you tomorrow. <laughs> oh, I pick, um, I pick Ray. Ah, <laughs> hi. Uh, it's, it's um, well, it's great to be here again. And uh, I uh, talk about gratitude in my shows all the time because I'm so grateful for having the family that I have who are all no longer with me because they were able to give me my heart and the soul that I have and the opportunities in life I have were always because I always knew my family was there for me. And um, during the holiday season and during my holiday shows, I always ask that everybody make sure that they celebrate their families, whether it's the one you're born into or the one we choose. Um, and for me, my audience is my family. It's been nine years of packed 
houses at holiday shows and everything else. And I'm so grateful for that opportunity to, to see people, talk to them, tell them the stories of my family. So, um, man, I hope everyone's holidays is filled with joy and gratitude and, we all live long enough to see another one. And don't forget, next Friday and Saturday, the, <laughs> my show is at the Triad. Uh, and look me up on socials. And now I'd like to pass it over to Camille. Wow. <laughs> that was a cool intro. Um, I just want to thank the marvelous Richard Skippard for allowing me on this show again. I had the best time. You asked the best questions. You are truly a light in this world. And um, I think one of the things that I like the best about this season is that it's very dark. You know, it, 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 it gets dark early. We're, we're, we're all fumbling around in the darkness. It's the end of the year. We're not quite sure what happens next. And there's this beautiful sense of like, you know, the eight candles of the light that comes into the darkness. And also, you know, the, the, um, the, the idea of, um, of God as a child coming into all of our lives and bringing light into the darkness, you know, these beautiful themes of this season mm -hmm. really resonate with me. And um, the cabaret world is a light in the darkness for me. I have been um, having the best time of my life <laughs> doing my show and going to other people's shows and getting to know everybody. It's been amazing. So I just want to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I hope that you all find a lot of light in this darkest time of year. And, um, my lovely Annie. Will close. Um, I want to include Patty in what I want to say, which is that I've, um, been part of this uh, educational outreach with the American Songbook Association for kids with special needs. Uh, we, we've been going to a school in Long Island called the Henry Viscardi School and um, teaching music to children who have diff abilities. And uh, it's my church. It just fills me with indescribable joy. And um, I just want to close with, we should all just keep trying to look for glimmers. Dear to us, 
Deus.